Welcome back to another week of the Daily Fantasy Dudes podcast. Tom Gallon, along with Matt Van Every. Matt, how are you doing this week? Doing really well, Tom. Thanks so much. Good to hear. And of course, last week in the NFL, as we all saw, quite a few big-name players, unfortunately, got hurt for the season. That makes this week quite interesting, as we lost Le'Veon Bell, Steve Smith, and Keenan Allen. Several of those guys, very key performers, and it looks like Matt Forte, at least for this week and possibly next, although nothing firm on that yet. We all assume he's going to miss the Monday night game. He may miss a few weeks. That's another premier performer that is now out and opening up a slot where you can get some great value here in DFS. So let's get right to it. First, in the quarterback spot. Matt, what do you got? Let me start by just saying that I'm going to try and stay away from the obvious picks, of course, you know, especially at quarterback, the the Tom Brady's, the Phillip Rivers, those are guys I'm not going to be mentioning. So we're going down to some, you know, not so obvious picks, guys that may be a little more off your radar, starting with Jay Cutler. You know, the only thing that's better than the Charger run defense is their pass defense. Just kidding. They are horrible. Both units are, are some of the worst in the league. And the ratings actually say that there are seven teams worse at defending the pass than the Chargers, but I don't care. They're my team, and they're awful. Cutler's always had his best outings come out whenever he's gone up against Phillip Rivers, you know, back from his Bronco days. Those two really get at each other, and they kind of bring the best out in each other. And so I think the combination of an awful Charger pass defense, even with Eric Weddle back, Phillip Rivers across the lineup from Jake Cutler is going to bring out a big day for the controversial Bears quarterback. Next up, Derek Carr facing the Steelers. You know, the Raiders are just, they've got to be one of the biggest surprises this year across the league, and um, they're a fun team. And, you know, they're traveling across the country this week to go to Steeltown and face Big Ben. But I really expect the Raiders' offense to continue to do its thing, which is passing the ball with gusto. No team has risen like the Raiders' offense has ascended this year. They're ranked now at number five throwing the pass, according to the footballoutsiders.com. Carr is just on fire, and he's showing everybody that he's arrived, and he's one of the premier quarterbacks in the NFL. And I personally expect that he's going to be a good daily fantasy sports option here on out for the rest of the season. And finally, Tyrod Taylor. He's back, he's healthy, and he's facing the Dolphins. The Dolphins are currently ranked number 23 against the pass. And they've given up back-to-back big games to Tom Brady, which everybody does. But then to Brian Hoyer, which, you know, not everybody does. And now they've lost Cameron Wake for the season, which is horrible. He's a fun player. I really enjoy watching him play. It's really going to hurt what was already not a very good defense against the pass. Yeah, I'm definitely on board with the Jay Cutler pick. Last week, 5,200 on DraftKings. You know, 5,000 is their lowest for quarterbacks. And he's still at 5,200 on DraftKings this week. Pretty hard to understand because purely from the volume standpoint, it's hard to think that he won't have at least 40 passes this week. He's playing on Monday night. I love having guys on Monday night. So yeah, definitely with you on Jay Cutler. I'll go the opposite side of the ball there in that Raider game. I like Derek Carr certainly, but I think Big Ben is going to be throwing to his wideouts early and often, and that will be trouble for the Raiders defense as they don't really match up size-wise for guys like Martavius Bryant And really, as much as Antonio Brown isn't a big guy, I think he's going to give them fits. And he's just chomping at the bits to really get back to his normal ways. And I think this week, second week for Big Ben, he'll probably be on target. I do like Rivers, certainly. You know, price issue, he's not too bad. By comparison to guys like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, you're going to get numbers that could be off the charts. The guy's throwing the ball, it seems like, 60 times a game. So Phillip Rivers, certainly. 
And, you know, last week, Drew Brees and Eli Manning put on a show. Drew was the big winner with seven touchdowns, over 50 points in fantasy. And I think, of course, he'll be heavily, heavily owned this week. So I'd like to go the other direction and take Eli again. I think he's really kind of finding his zone this year. Odell Beckham, certainly a great target to have. I look for Eli to be certainly under-owned by comparison to Drew Brees. So I'll have Eli playing at Tampa Bay in several of my lineups. Let's move on to the running back spot. Matt? Yeah, I'm going with Deion Lewis facing the Redskins. No defense is more of a shoulder to cry on for running backs than that of the Washington Redskins over the past five weeks. I expect a heavy dose of Lewis early and often. Probably going to get his by halftime. And with the Patriots up big, the second half will belong to LeGarrette Blunt, making him highly DFS relevant as well. But of the two, I give a slight edge to Lewis, and I really like him this week as a solid DFS play. Next up is LaShawn McCoy. He's back, and I really expect that he is going to have a, a great weekend against the Dolphins. They're just weak on defense, and he's also got one of those guys that you're getting a great point per dollar uh, off because he's still so inexpensive because of the year he's had so far. You know, he's been nicked up, but they're coming off that bye week, and I really like the look of LaShawn McCoy this weekend. Beyond that, Antonio Andrews, who's facing the Saints, the Titans running back. I think he's kind of emerged. And Malarkey, who is the interim coach there in Nashville, he's on record stating that they want to run the ball early and often. He's also on record as stating that Andrews is his quote-unquote workhorse. That's what you like to hear, folks, when it comes to running backs. So combine the coach calling him the horse and the opponent being the Rob Ryan coach New Orleans Saints, and I think that that's no malarkey. Antonio Andrews is a bankable start in all DFS formats. Next beyond him is Danny Woodhead. The Chargers are great on offense. As bad as they are on defense, they're great on offense, and they're facing the Bears. The Bears, they stink. We all know that. And after disappointing me last weekend, Danny Woodhead, I think he's going to get back on track in a big way this week against that generous Bears defense. Keenan Allen's out. You know, he's got the lacerated spleen. It's a horrible situation. So now Rivers' number one target's out. With that sort of prolific passing going on, Woodhead's already basically his number two target. So I expect him to take a bump up, and I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to see him getting at least 10 targets this week, plus the goal line work. Finally, Jeremy Lankford, who is the replacement for Matt Forte, You know, he's going to get his shot this week, and I think he's going to run all over the Chargers with it. The Chargers are the number 32 ranked defense versus the run, which is, you know, as I said earlier, the only thing worse than their pass defense is their run. However, I think their pass defense is worse, but their run defense stinks too. Eric Weddle is back, but, you know, to me, it doesn't matter. I think the Bears are going to focus even more on slamming the ball down the throats of Manti Teo and company. Weddle can only do so much. He's just one man. I don't expect a huge impact, particularly against the run. Yeah, Jeremy Langford, I certainly hope, will be the one and only running back, or at least the starting running back for the Bears on Monday night. Everybody keep an eye on the status of Matt Forte. You know, we assume he's out, but you never know. The Bears are being kind of coy about that one right now. A couple other guys I like, DeMarco Murray coming back to Dallas. He had a good game against them, the meeting in Philadelphia. He's had a week off. Dallas is just a dysfunctional mess right now. So I look for DeMarco to get his game rolling, certainly again. Doug Martin is a solid play against the Giants. I think Tampa Bay probably going to try to eat up some clock, keep the offense of the Giants off the field. And the best way to do that is Doug Martin, who's had a very solid season. Certainly last four weeks, he's been very solid. So I like him there. And I was impressed enough with his play last Sunday night in C.J. Anderson. I think C.J. is 
kind of getting back into his role, showed signs of life there in week eight. And at his price, very cheap across the industry, I think you've got a running back that could have a big day as Peyton Manning and company go back to his original team and play at Indianapolis. And that Colts defense isn't stopping anybody. Let's move on to wide receiver. I am all over Brandon LaFell this week, facing the Redskins. I've just got a gut feeling that facing Chris Culliver, who's coming off an injury, and he's pretty ineffective anyway in the three games he's been able to play this season, it's going to be the perfect elixir for Brandon LaFell to finally establish himself as a second half of the season stud, much as he did last year. Next up, Alshon Jeffrey. He's had 11 or more targets in every game he's played this season, including 100 yards and touchdowns in the past two games. Not to mention, he's taking the field for a team that is lacking Eddie Royal or Matt Forte. So as bad as the Bears offense is, they're without two of their best players. So I expect a huge day for Alshon against that Charger defense. Next up, Martavis Bryant facing the Raiders. You know, since his season debut, Bryant has led the Steelers with 231 receiving yards and three receiving scores. He's also had five end zone targets. So you know, I think Big Ben is going to get back. He's going to find his rhythm, and he's going to be throwing his the ball to his big number two receiver, which is Martavis Bryant. Bryant's going to have a big day. He's going to be a big beneficiary of Big Ben back in the lineup and back with his rhythm. Next up, Robert Woods or Sammy Watkins, which I kind of throw a caveat in there. We need to be watching the injury reports on Sunday morning. I'm only going to trust one of these guys. With Tyrod Taylor back, I do like whoever the lead dog is for the Bills, but... You know, if it's Watkins, then it, I, I would go with Watkins. If Watkins is out, then I like Woods. Honestly, I kind of hope Watkins is out because Woods is cheaper for one. And I just think that Woods is a decent player. You know, Watkins has never impressed me that much as a pro. To this point, I'm not saying he can't in the future. He certainly had the hype, but he just hasn't gotten it done. As of Friday, Watkins had missed practice, but he's on the record of the media stating that he'll play. That tends to happen. It doesn't always mean a whole lot coming from the player. So as it develops, you'll have your starter. Keep an eye on it. Robert Woods or Sammy Watkins if he is in the lineup. Next up, Mike Evans, so the big Tampa Bay receiver playing against the Giants. You know, he burned me last week too, just like Danny Woodhead, and I'm going back to him. He's another week beyond that injury, facing the generosity of that Giants defense. You know, they're really feeling the holiday season. They're going to give up a lot of yards, a lot of points to receivers, quarterbacks, anybody who is involved in putting the ball in the air. So it's hard for me to not see the big wide receiver out of Texas A&M not getting on track this week. One last pick here, and this is a real flyer, and I've mentioned this guy before. I've been on him all season, but Doriel Green Beckham. I think this could finally be the week that Doriel gets it done. Malarkey is on record that they want to get the big wide receiver more involved. I've dropped him and I've added him more than once in my Roto League, and I'm looking to add him again because I think that this is finally the weekend that he may start to do his thing. I'm just convinced he's going to break out at some point this season. And based on what's coming out of Malarkey's mouth, yeah, I said that, and the fact that he's facing the Saints at a bargain basement price, he'll definitely be in a couple of in my tournament lineups this weekend. So Doriel Green Beckham, I think this is the weekend he finally gets it done. Yeah, the wideouts is really where I'm going to spend my money this week. I think he can go fairly cheap on running back and certainly quarterback. So I am loading up on some of the big names at the wide receiver slot as much as humanly possible. So for me, I'm going to go heavy on Julio Jones. I think at San Francisco, Atlanta gets back to throwing the ball. The Niners defense generally can slow down the run. Obviously, Devontae Freeman is going to be tough to slow down. But I think we're going to see the long ball. Julio back in the mix heavily. So I like him. Very expensive, certainly. Come down a little bit. You get to Odell Beckham Jr. level. Not a bad choice at all playing at Tampa Bay. He's 
couple hundred bucks on most sites, fewer than Julio Jones. And I really love Antonio Brown. His price, due to the fact that Big Ben was out, has kind of dipped down to where he's still among the elite, but he's on the lower end on the price scale. I look for him to have a very big day. And like Matt said, Alshon Jeffrey, great play for Monday night. I also like Amari Cooper on the Raiders. A lot of people talk about Crabtree. He's a little cheaper and understandable. He catches a lot of balls. I just think Amari is that guy who could have the 150-yard day, couple of long touchdowns, that kind of thing. Again, on Monday night, I actually like Malcolm Floyd. Stevie Johnson is certainly in play, but I think I just like the size of Malcolm. He tends to be the target more in the red zone with Stevie being a smaller guy. So I like that one a lot. And if Sammy Watkins isn't playing, I'm with what Matt said. Robert Woods is a great choice. Gets the ball a lot. Nine receptions the last time out at a price that is just dirt cheap across the industry. At the tight end position, you know, I am going with Delaney Walker first up against the Saints. With Marietta back, I really like Walker to have a big day. That Saints defense is, they're, they're horrible. And I just don't, I don't know that they even know what they're doing on that side of the ball. They entered the game ranked dead last, number 32, defending the tight end position. Delaney Walker's as consistent of a receiver as they have, especially with Kendall Wright out. Delaney Walker is a, a very safe pick. Another safe pick is Heath Miller. As improved as the Raiders are this season, they still yield a lot of touchdowns and points to the tight end position. Miller has always kind of been a middling at best type player, and it's well reflected in his ownership totals as well as his cost. There's maybe not a more bankable player at point per dollar than Mr. Miller of Steeltown. Yeah, tight end, I like Delaney Walker for sure. Of course, you got to look at Monday night again. Martellus Bennett could effectively be a dump off option kind of to replace the way they used to throw it to Matt Forte if Matt's not playing. So he'll be certainly heavily targeted, kind of a mid-range price, 4900 on DraftKings, 5400 on FanDuel, and only 17 on Yahoo. And then last week, this guy helped me out a lot in some of my winning lineups. Ben Watson of New Orleans just had a monster day, but his price hasn't been overly affected by it. So Ben Watson, maybe he's starting to become a favorite target of Drew Brees, So I look for Ben to be in the mix pretty heavily once again. The key is whether or not he scores some touchdowns. And certainly the opportunity is there as you figure four touchdowns would not be unusual in that game for the Saints. Finally, defenses. I think that you've got a great play against the Cowboys in the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, it's another week, another start for the Cowboys with somebody other than Tony Romo under center. It's just too bad as his loss has really cost that team this season. But, you know, you'd think that playing behind that big offensive line that my grandmother could throw the passes, you know, and have them completed to some of the wide receivers. But Matt Castle, he just can't seem to get out of his own way. And, you know, with Des Bryant, without Des Bryant, he stinks. Flat out, he stinks. Quietly, the Eagles are number three against the pass and number seven against the run as well. And so all things considered, I think it's shaping up for a massacre of that Cowboys offense, and the Eagles are going to have a great weekend. Definitely the play of the weekend to me on defense. My other play, though, is the Packers going up against the Carolina Panthers. You know, call it a gut play because as much as I've been riding the wave with the Panthers of late, every wave eventually does crash. The Packers have pride. They were embarrassed last week on Sunday against Denver Broncos, and despite playing against the Panthers in Carolina, I just think the game is going to be on the low-scoring side, and I see the Packers shutting down the Panther offense to some degree. In a low-scoring affair, I think the Packer defense is a great play, so go with the Packers. 
Yeah, I'm just keeping it to a couple teams this week. I love the Eagles. Broncos is another one of my favorites. The Colts are pretty turnover prone this year. I think they'll have a good day. They're going to certainly want to do something great for Peyton Manning at what may be his last visit to Indianapolis as a member of the Broncos, certainly. And their price, amazingly, I think DraftKings is just playing with the numbers sometimes. They've come down this week. You know, the best defense in football has dropped to 3,000 on DraftKings. That seems like a bargain to me. Love the Eagles, like I said. And then if you want to throw in the mix, obviously San Francisco's finally given up on the quarterback situation with Kaepernick getting benched. Blaine Gabbert going against Atlanta. Now Atlanta's defense certainly hasn't looked as good lately as they did early in the year. But you're talking about a San Francisco offense that has very few weapons. Carlos Hyde out again. And it just doesn't look pretty in San Francisco. So a great opportunity for the Atlanta Falcons to get back on track this week in San Francisco. Let's move on to our tips of the week. My tip of the week, one that maybe gets overlooked to people, is to watch those ownership percentages in your tournament plays. You know, if you've got a guy, the Tom Brady type picks, you know, I'd love to start Tom Brady every week, and sometimes I will. However, he's going to be in so many lineups that any points you get out of him, everybody else is going to be getting too. So, you know, particularly when it comes down to those last few guys you've got on your roster and say you're three or four spots away from getting a really nice payday and you go and you look and you're like, okay, who do I need to have win for me and who do I need to have not get more points for my opponents? And you go and you look and you see, you know, I need Tom Brady to get me 20 more points and I'm going to get up to that spot and make that money. And then you look and the four guys that are ahead of you, they all four have Tom Brady also. So what does that mean? That it is mathematically impossible for you to make that leap into the money. So that's where I'm coming from, you know, and I think it's a really important aspect of the game that it can sometimes go overlooked to your new, even to your somewhat intermediate to experienced type player. Sometimes it takes you running into it a time or two and having a hard luck loss that you thought you had a chance and then you realize that the guys in front of you all have the same player you do and you're like, huh, okay, I need to keep an eye out for that. So You know, keep an eye on your ownership percentages. We've gone over it before back at the beginning of the year, but I just wanted to mention it again because it is that important. And my tip this week, this is the time of year. It's time to start paying attention to weather. I noticed that on Monday night. I mean, I watched that game and I thought, ah, I should have checked. I had Jonathan Stewart. Fortunately, he did score early, helped me out quite a few places. So I had no problem with that. But in sloppy, sloppy games like that, certainly quarterbacks like Cam Newton, he was His balls would just look horrible. So be aware from here on out, certainly, of the weather situations. Snow tends to actually not kill offensive players that much, but sloppy weather like that in Carolina last week, that can really be troublesome for quarterbacks as they don't have a good grip on the ball. So keep aware of that as you play here in the next several weeks. Great site like Roto Grinders has really got a perfect setup. Go to their daily research tab, click on the weather, gives you a great rundown. There's several other sites that do it, of course. Find one you trust, but make sure you're aware of the weather from here on out. And that's a wrap for another Daily Fantasy Dudes podcast. Good luck, everybody, and we will talk to you next week. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or your favorite provider. And if you do use iTunes, we'd greatly appreciate it if you left a review of the show. We love the feedback and it helps us move up the podcast rankings. 
Hey dudes, don't forget to follow me on Twitter under at UFantasyDude. I'll always have links to the podcast and my Fantasy Hub blog articles posted there as soon as they become available, plus tips and more info throughout the week. And remember, when it comes to daily fantasy, have fun, win money, don't be ridiculous. 